Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Here we go. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to today's podcast from the WCBBN. Uh, today's date is November the 3rd, Election Day, obviously, 2015. Our program today is on what we call the Nicole guys. Uh, basically, there is a female here, so we'll call it the Nicole people. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> our Nicole representatives, how's that? That sounds And uh, my name is Kevin Dan. I'm owner-operator of Wild Catch Nuisance Animal Control out of northeastern Michigan. And uh, I am the host today, uh, which Will usually takes over anyways. But uh, Will is my co-host. How are you today, Will? Uh, bright, sunny, working. <laughs> uh, I'm Will Langman, owner-operator, Langman's Wildlife and Pest Control in central Indiana. I've uh, been going at this a long time, so thought I'd bring all the Nicola guys on. Since they're, gosh, in fact, as far as I can remember, as long as I've been in the industry, they've been around, so... I've been around them for a long time, so let's bring them on board. How are you doing today, Mr. Holt? Oh, wonderful. Charles Holt, uh, owner-operator here in Cincinnati of Advantage Wildlife Removal. And also with us, we have um, Andrea Cohen. Excuse me, Andrea, I always pronounce your last name incorrectly. Andrea Carone. Carone. Uh, That's about the beer. (laughs) She's the executive uh, uh, Director. director of mm-hmm. uh, NACOA, and Mike Tucker, want to go ahead? Yeah, um, thanks, Charles. I'm Mike Tucker. I'm uh, owner-operator of Wildlife Removal Services based out of Bloomington, Minnesota, and I'm currently serving as well as NACOA treasurer. That's always a fun job, hey, Mike? Uh, it is, but but uh, my job is quite easy with, uh, with our executive staff. Uh, compared to years past. Um, they do a great job of uh, keeping NICOA's uh, finances in shape and, um, and and very well done. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, since, since Andrea came, uh, and her sister came on, uh, NICOA has uh, grown by leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, it's nice to have board meetings where everybody applauds. You know, I'll tell you this, that this year alone, we were just looking at the membership figures, and we've grown by 130 new members in 2015, and the year isn't over yet. And so we we feel like we are reaching kind of a critical mass um, of people who are enjoying the benefits of the association. And so we hope that this podcast will shed some more uh, light on what we have to offer all the many uh, nuisance wildlife control operators out there. Oh yeah, that that was actually my entire goal. You read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, growth has actually been mentioned, and uh, history has been mentioned. Who, which one of you three has been with them the longest? Um, that would probably be me, uh, Mike Tucker. Um, I, I joined Nicola in the early 1990s as what they called at that time a founding charter member. Um, uh, I wasn't around at inception, but uh, 
but soon after. So, um, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite a few years um, with the association. I've, I've watched it grow, um, and by leaps and bounds, as they said, uh, over the last uh, couple of decades. Um, and it's uh, it's good to see that Nicole is progressing, uh, continuing to progress uh, into the future. Great, yeah, and I I think that's really important. You know, it's um, it can't stay the same. You know, anything whether it's your business, your personal life, it always has to progress. The next challenge, the the next hurdle, and uh, that's one thing I've seen uh, Nicole done. And I've only been member about ten years. It's just uh, amazing. Uh, in the short time I've been a member, some of the some of the things that have, that have happened uh, and continue to happen, and it's uh, that's all to the past board members and, and current board members. It's just um, ideas keep flowing, um, and you know some work, some don't. And but thankfully we've had more successes than failures. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a nice thing about getting new faces on the board. You know, if they don't have a long term. Um, period, uh, get new faces, new ideas, and all of that. Um, how many members total does Nicole have at this time, if you don't mind me asking? We're, we're bumping up against 700 now. Okay. And, and that would include all of our membership categories. Wow, that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. let's start at the beginning. Um, how about we go ahead and just tell everybody what is Nicola? Because there's a lot of guys. I even had some guys come train with me this summer that had no idea, and I, and I was telling him that he he's got to get a hold of them because I felt that their training would help him. Well, NACOA is a, a mutual benefit trade association, a nonprofit, um, basically to enhance training standards and the overall outlook of, among professionals in the industry as well as those we service, um, you know, it's uh, it's a trade association that you know offers a number of different trainings. Uh, right now, we have the BOTC, uh, which is the basic operators training course. Uh, last year, we had a couple gentlemen from South Carolina that have been in the industry a number of years, and um, they gave me the, uh, the the group there at the board meeting the biggest uh, boost I've ever had is basically that. Even all their years in there, they thought it was going to be a waste of time to sit into on the BOTC, and they left with new ideas, new techniques, uh, another new outlook on basically wildlife control, and that's the basic course. Um, then we have uh, the bat standards, uh, which is both to protect bats due to white nose syndrome, and also to protect clients. Uh, we all know that there's people out there doing really substandard bat work. And if you follow these standards, it is basically a one, two, three, four, five of how to take care of bats and take care of your clients while also protecting bats. Um, the Bird Barrier Certificate is Bird Barrier product, uh, something that we've put together with Bird Barrier, uh, highly attended about every year at the expo. And then, Andrea, what's the what's the new one that's out there now? Right, we have a new certification program that we're rolling out uh, at the Wildlife Expo on January 18th in Las Vegas, and it is called the Residential Enclosed Space Decontamination Standards Compliant Training Course. So that's a pretty big mouthful. 
um, <laughs> to talk about, but you think about how often our guys are going into attics and crawl spaces that have been uh, sullied by animal excrement and animals using it as their, you know, home. And so this is really the, this will be the standard for um, safety, not only for the workers who are performing the uh, clean out, but also for the clients whose homes you're servicing. Um, and so it will be the, the standard for completing that decontamination safely and thoroughly. And we're working in conjunction with a company called MD Wellness to uh, put that together. Like I said, that's being rolled out for the first time January 18th in Las Vegas. Oh, I, I know there's some pictures floating around Facebook of guys that really could use that course. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like Charles started to say, education really is the cornerstone of what NACOA does. Um, as the National Trade Association, we really serve a vital role in representing the whole wildlife control industry to consumers and to regulating agencies, to scientific organizations. And so the big, the biggest role we serve in that is educating um, people in the industry. And you have heard um, that to increase the professionalism of the industry as a whole, education is really the, the framework that you build that professionalism on. Um, oh, most definitely. And not only just um, you know, training the operators or, or educating the operators, we have a member, uh, Justin Stevenson, who um, belongs to, uh, what is that, the White Nose Symposium that he belongs to? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he went before a number of uh, state regulators, and I was really surprised to learn this, they were not under the impression that we routinely killed bats, and that's how our industry took care of bats. And thankfully, Justin got before them and made them well aware that none of us want to kill bats. We want bats to be around because they're a major source of revenue. Uh, for, you know, if you're just looking at a business standpoint, it is bad business to kill bats. And, but a number of these regulators throughout the country thought our industry routinely ki uh, killed bats. And Justin uh, rang the bell on that, let them know, hey, we, we practice exclusion, we want them out. You know, and it's, it's, that's the way bats are done. And that was a, a big turning point, one that really surprised me that so many regulators thought we, we killed bats in the, in, when we were doing uh, bat work. They did, not mm -hmm. understand, they did not understand exclusion. And he took time, and now the standards are being, um, I don't know how to really phrase that, if it's endorsed or approved by a number of uh, people we really want to, some states. Uh, by scientific it, uh, organizations and uh, regulatory agencies. Exactly. Just letting them know that that is how uh, that work should be done. And, you know, that, that keeps us from getting you know, uh, the snap judgments that really could affect our, our uh, each and everybody's business, whether you're a member or not. You know, mm -hmm. if these regulators with a knee-jerk reaction, next thing you know, they say, hey, you're not allowed doing bats. I don't know about you guys or anybody else in the industry, but that would greatly impact my business. Yeah, that that probably put a big dent in mine. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's, uh, you know, whether you're a member or not, keeping those type of 
judgments from uh, coming down and affecting your business, I mean, that, that alone should uh, make somebody want to join NACOA. I mean, just to keep that, you know, keep your business rolling. Um, it's one thing, you know, it's, we're all businessmen. We don't want any of this training to be restrictive, um, you know, or put anybody out of business. This is here to further the industry and make sure this industry goes on well into the next, for the next generation that's been coming behind us and, and the one after them. Uh, this, our industry, the wildlife control industry, has a lot of growth potential, and we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Um, it's amazing, you know. Even the, I've been doing this 20 years, and you know, guys who say, "Oh, I've, I don't need it. I can't learn anything new. I learn something new every expo, every time I get on a, a phone call with two or three different operators." Mike Tucker teaches me new things every year. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just amazing. And if you're not willing to grow, you're going to stagnate. And then you're going to see your business drop because there's people that are going to grow. So it's always about continuing education. Um, you know, there's, there's different ways to, you know, there's only so many ways to trap a skunk per, per se. But I learned things from Greg Shoemaker on skunks that I just scratch my head. And, you know, every skunk <laughs> presentation he does, I'm there uh, because it, it's always changing. You know, it's not the same presentation every time. A lot of it's the same, the biology, the habits, things like that. But he'll have a little tw twist, a little trick that he's picked up. And, uh, you know, I don't do the number of skunks he does, but it's nice to be able to add those little things to your arsenal. You know, Charles, one of the things that you're um, illustrating in what you just said is really the relationship building that happens when you're a member of NACOA. So you spoke earlier about Justin Stevenson really going to bat for the whole industry in front of our in front of the scientific community and teaching them about how our industry deals with bats. It dispelled some myths in their in their minds and really elevated the professionalism of the industry. And then you spoke about learning from other members in the association where and that's one of the one of the things I've seen among members at, in NACOA is their willingness to share their information. And that speaks again to raising the professionalism of the industry as a whole. When you have members who are willing to share their knowledge and share the, the tips and the tricks that they've um, you know, amassed over all the years to share with their, you know, what basically amounts to their competitors to increase the professionalism of the industry. And so really it's that relationship building that it's hard to, you know, in a membership pamphlet, talk about the importance of that. But it really is, I see it as being one of the key um, benefits that comes out of being a member of somewhere like NACOA. Let me give you another example. Um, in April of this year, uh, we presented the basic operator class here in Virginia. And the uh, state regulator, Mike Fees, who is with the Department of Game and Inland Fisheries here in Virginia, sat in on the whole course and was very impressed with the level of education that we provided, as well as the interaction among the participants and with the speakers. So impressed to the point where he now has said that anyone that has gone through that class and passes that test, that he will count that as um, what you need to do to get your um, permit here in Virginia. And so because he took two days out of his 
you know, schedule, and we invited him to sit on, in on that class, we were able to build that relationship with him. And now, not only is it beneficial to NACOA because people will attend our class, but more uh, wildlife control operators out there are going to be getting that level of training here in Virginia um, to enable them to get the permit. Oh, agreed. You know, and, and, you know, it's like Mike Tucker. When you know, he's one of the presenters for the BOTC, and I've been lucky enough to uh, do tag team presentations. Me and Mike working together, and uh, they're just uh, I, I, a wealth of knowledge. And he, he's he's always willing to share. Um, you brought up the membership. Um, could you kind of give us a rundown on the the cost, uh, the benefits of being a member, um, that sort of thing? Oh yeah, I love the ones Charles has been posting lately. So yeah, I'm I'm really interested in some of that. Okay. Well, let's get the bottom line out of the way first. The cost to to belong to NACOA as uh, an active uh, professional WCO membership is two hundred and fifty dollars a year, and that's intended for companies who are engaged full time in wildlife control um, or who have been involved in wildlife control. Um, over time. Our associate level of membership costs $125 a year, and that's really intended for people who are just getting started in the industry or who are engaged in it part-time or who maybe work for a government agency, um, that sort of thing. And so that's kind of the bottom line. It's either $250 or $125, and it's important to know that the membership belongs to the individual, not to the company. And so we have several companies who have more than one member uh, who belong to NACOA. And so there is another uh, category of membership called a supporting member. And that is for um, an individual who works for a company that already has a professional member of NACOA. And so if Charles and I worked for the same company and he was a professional member, I could join as a supporting member. Huh. You know, that just dawned on me. Uh, Has it ever crossed anybody's mind to maybe just put a business membership together? I can't speak to that. Charles, have they they looked at that? It's just something that hit my head when you were describing memberships. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's been discussed, and it's you know it's just one of those things that it's um, it's it's been discussed, and it's sometimes it's a slow process because you know it's one thing if there's one thing that all the current boards have been is 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 pretty pretty thorough. Um, you know, you run stuff by the lawyer, everything else, just to make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. And it's uh it's something that's one idea, and I think that I floated it actually. Will was to have a, a company membership. And you know, or or like a um, sort of like the pest control industry has a um, I can't think of their term, um, but it's you know where you can join and, and certify your whole company. Oh and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, sort of like their their pro groups, and I think that's something that'll probably. Um, I think that would be a big growth. Yeah, it's uh, it, but it's just another one of those growth things. It's just keeping going, keeping going. Um, you know, there's uh, as as far as some of the benefits. Um, first, networking. Uh, if I have a job, I have in my phone 
any number of gentlemen I can call and get almost an immediate answer and tell me, oh, this is what we would do in a situation like that. So that's a, a benefit that's not really tangible. But once you make those connections, and, and, and let's, let's be blunt, this, these are friendships. Um, I mean, the best friends I've ever had in my life um, will, would give you the shirt off their back, guaranteed. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, that's a, for me, that's one of the biggest benefits is uh, I came from the corporate side of wildlife control. And when you're out there by yourself, once I left that corporate and started my own, it was you sort of feel alone. Um, you know, if, if you've ever been in, in a situation where it's, you come from that type of situation where you've always got somebody you can count on, you can check this, you can check that, all of a sudden you're there on your own, that leaves a lot of room for error. And uh, trial and error in business just sort of costs you money each and every time. So being able to have that, that pool of other individuals who have that wealth of knowledge that are willing to share is invaluable. There's no way to put a, a dollar sign on that. And I think a lot of that that Charles has um, seen is because he gets to all the meetings. He meets people. He talks to them. But even for our members who aren't able to travel to the meetings, we have ways for them to tap into that collected knowledge that our member our membership holds. Um, for instance, we have our online member forum called NACOA.info. And Charles or Tuck, maybe you can talk a little more about um, about that and, and what it's meant to you in terms of the exchange of information. Well, you want to, the, you want to uh, do that one, Tuck? Sure. The, uh, the online forum, NICOA.info, uh, has been around quite a few years. Uh, for me, it's been a, a, an invaluable resource. Uh, you know, before Facebook was around, uh, these forums, if you had a, a problem or an issue, you could post a question on there, and you'd get replies from all over the country from different perspectives on, on how to resolve whatever issue it was. Um, guys uh, posting new tools, new techniques. Um, it, it's just information you're, you're just not going to find on the Internet, or, or if you do find it, it may not be <laughs> coming from the right perspective, so to speak. But... Uh, but the forum has been great. Uh, I, I have noticed uh, as well the, uh, the NACOA members only Facebook page uh, seems to get a lot of activity. I think that's because uh, mainly because a lot of operators are are running out hours and they're they're uh, checking in on their phones. And so both of those mm-hmm. resources to me have been have been quite valuable. And and, and I find a lot of great information in, on both of those venues. Let me tell you. Let me give you another example of how we can connect members um, to other members. Probably maybe twice a month, maybe more frequently than that, we get a call in the office um, from an operator. A lot of times it's someone that's just getting into the industry or maybe has moved to a new region and is starting starting up a business there. Um, And they just have specific questions. And, And quite frequently what I do is I distribute that question to our board of directors, and within minutes, I'm not kidding you, I get responses with um, how to address the issue that that the uh, member had posted, suggestions of contracts to use or um, books to read, other people to call. And so um, I just find that we have so many different ways to connect our members with each other, and even for the the people that might not be as 
technologically savvy to use either the NACOA.info or the Facebook, they can call us and we'll get them the answers they need. Yeah, and then, you know, also on the .info, there, there's a blogging platform, and it's a very underused uh, membership be- benefit. Um, you know, I, I just went on it the other day and I, from a, a long break, and the last post uh, or blog post I put on has had over 25,000 views. Um, wow. And, you know, that's, uh, you know that, that's, that's pretty good, considering it all has my company website in it, uh, specific to the areas I want to service, this, that, and I'm sure it's picked up everywhere. But as Charles Parker pointed out, you know, that's not web crawlers. Those are individual hits. I'm not sure the technical terms or anything like that. Uh, that's not even counting all the web crawlers or spiders or whatever they are that go over and see all your websites, everything like that. And then he's also just added where you connect it to Facebook as well. So it, it's getting that way you're getting even more hits. Or however he explained it. Again, I'm not a computer guy. Uh, <laughs> I rely on Charles for all that stuff. Uh, so, so that's a, a benefit. And then he archived so much info in there. So you can go to dot .info and go back years ago and see different things, different that You can just scroll through it and spend literally weeks reading different topics on skunks, raccoons, exclusion. I mean, it's all there in archive for years. Um, some, some gentlemen, there's still stuff there, and they're no longer with us. Uh, these gentlemen have passed over the years, mm-hmm. and they were some really, really good operators, and you can still find stuff from them there. Um, getting some more benefits now as far as the uh, discounts. Um, of course, we have uh, Wildlife Control Supplies uh, started a program uh, like a – how does that – that's a – It's, uh, like, it's a rewards program where for NACOA members, for every $100 you spend with WCS, you earn 10 uh, rewards points, and then that those rewards points – add up and you can use it to purchase or to pay for future purchases. So if, if you, if you, I don't know how I order a lot of stuff from WCS and I'm sure most people do. Um, I mean, that's going to pay for your membership alone right there. Um, Tomahawk live trap is doing a 10% um, NACOA. Now you get a 10% discount on what I consider the absolutely the best traps on the market. Uh, it's all I buy. So that you know, it's uh, there's good traps out there, but their pro models are just outstanding. And you know, I'm not talking about animals tearing them up. I'm talking about longevity, uh, looking good. You know, five years down the road after your techs have handled them, uh, we all know techs are harder than on a trap than a than <laughs> even myself than, a, than any raccoon ever could be. Uh, we're talking, you know, great great product uh, company, both companies that really support Nakoa all the way and always have. They're also uh, the, both silver sponsors of our wildlife expo. Yeah, and you know, and that's you know, that just shows their dedication to the industry and the growth of the industry. And you know, it's it's good business for them, uh, just like it's good business for us to you know, as a businessman, belong to your trade association. You know, if it wasn't a, if Nicola wasn't viable, I guarantee you these businessmen would not be you know part of it. Uh, then KRC Industries. Uh, they've offered a 10% discount on their uh, magnetized bait stations and any product across the board on his site. Um, and then Bird Barrier of America, 
this has not been finalized yet. We're still working the details, but they're going to do sort of a, a buying program similar, um, you know, similar to WCSs, but a little different is what Liz has been talking about. And so that's going to be released as soon as they, uh, they finalize it and give us the info in the PDF. And then we are going to, uh, the board will continue to work. Um, you know, if, if people want discounts, all we can do is ask. And uh, I've been calling and asking, and I know other board members have as well. And it's, uh, so it's just what, whatever members want, we need input. So if you want something, uh, let us know if it's something that can be done. We're going to try to do it. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's one thing about uh, the board members. It doesn't matter if you're an associate member or a professional member. You have an issue. You want to see something. You'd like to see this done. Contact it, and it will be taken before the board. And that's just, just the way it's it's been ever since I've been a board member. And it's, you know, I, I like that part of it. It's, it's you know, there's no... Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. If it's if you've got an issue, let us know, and it will be addressed and, and addressed in a timely manner, unless it's something that has to be taken to the lawyer, and they always take more time. <laughs> well, yeah, they got to make the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Tuff, can you think of some more benefits? Or um, you know, you mentioned the intangible benefits, and and for me, that's been that's been very important. Um, years ago, when I joined uh, Nicoa, um, I knew who my competitors were, but I didn't really know them. And we started having, uh, you know, state NACOA meetings and uh, got to meet and and get to know um, all of the operators in my area that were NACOA members. And uh, over the years, that has developed into <clears throat> an amazing relationship, in my opinion. Um, like you mentioned earlier, Charles, I can I can get on the phone, call any one of them uh, to, to get a question answered. Uh, we are constantly referring jobs back and forth. Um, that benefit alone financially has paid for my membership over the years a hundred times over uh, just from those relationships that were that were developed um, so for me personally uh, you know just just knowing uh, all of the people around the country with Nicoa has, has benefited me both personally and professionally and, and, and to me I can't I can't even put a figure on that let me let me tell you too about Probably the most used benefit other than the networking that both uh, Tucker and Charles have talked about, and that is the NACOA Liability Insurance Program that we have in conjunction with Christian Baker Company. Uh, Jim Pace is our rep there, and he has, um, for many years, has it been 10 years that we've had that insurance program? It is. It is specifically designed to protect, um, provide liability protection to uh, wildlife control operators. So it covers specifically the nuisance wildlife control and exclusion work that our members do. In addition, you can purchase additional endorsements for uh, general pesticide applicator work. Uh, it does not include termite work, but it does include the crossover into general pests. And I would I would estimate that at least 50% of our members take advantage of this insurance program. Christian Baker has been responsive to requests for additional um, endorsements and has, for all the years that they've been offering insurance to our members, kept that premium at a level rate. 
And as you know, every other insurance that you have to purchase has not stayed level. Premiums everywhere have gone up. And so we really appreciate that um, support from Christian Baker. Yeah, you know, and that was, with, with, that, yeah, with, with that insurance, too, if, um, you know, a lot of people, you got to really look at it. If you're anything you're doing that can, is engaged in wildlife control, you're covered for. So if, for example, if you were running a bush hog and to clear a spot to, to, on a dam and, you know, for, for wildlife control, and you rolled that bush hog, that tractor, you'd be covered. Firearms are covered. And then if you, if you earn your, your CWCP status, uh, you have no deductible. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's a program. We take advantage of it. Uh, knock on wood, never had to use it, uh, except twice. Not liability, both with the medical. They have an additional medical um, rider on, on your liability, and it, it covered uh, twice rabies shots. Uh, once for Debbie and once for myself. She got bitten by a raccoon, and I got bit by uh, had a, a bat get me this past Labor Day that tested positive for rabies. Mm-hmm. So that is, uh, you know, it's got a ten thousand dollar rider for for health issues related to wildlife control. Nice little bonus. Um, you know, it's uh, I've heard operators say that Christian Baker. The difference is they just won't pay out a claim. Uh, they will look into it and make sure that it is a legitimate claim. So if somebody's claiming you did something and you say, no, I didn't do that, they're just not going to pay it out and hurt your company's reputation. They will fight for you if need be. So if um, an example was given to me of a doctor's office, one of those flat roof doctor's offices that an operator was on, and they somebody had the roof collapsed, and when they investigated the, the drains had been screened over, of course, leaves collected on it, and water built up to the point where it collapsed. Well, that operator did not do that work, and they investigated it and went back and came out to be uh, um, the roofer who was there before him who did the work. So that saved that gentleman's reputation. And having somebody who just doesn't pay out will actually fight for you if, you need, need, if need be is, is the kind of insurance company I want. Yep, I've only heard very good good feedback about Christian Baker. On a on a day to day basis, uh, one thing that I've been very impressed with is uh, uh, quite often I need certificates of insurance for some of my uh, commercial clients, and um, I just sent an email to Tamara at the office, and, and I don't know how she does it, but I've got that certificate in about ten minutes. It's it's, it's amazing. So they're very responsive. Um, we did also have an operator here in Minnesota, Charles, that uh, had to get rabies shots, get bit by a bat, that tested positive, and um, Christian Baker covered all of his expenses, and uh, I, w- I was impressed with that. So. Yeah. Well, we've talked about several other training courses. Why don't we go ahead and just outline? I know you guys have several others. Can we just kind of hit on the ones you do offer um, as far as, uh, like, bat standards or the BOTC and all that good stuff, just kind of a rough idea of what all classes you guys do offer. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll start off on the BOTC, uh, which is the basic operators training course. It's a two-day course. Um, it is going to be at the Expo this January, but it, it is also also able to go anywhere. If we can get enough participants, any state, uh, we have uh, certified NACOA instructors 
who will travel there and put on the course there. Um, it is a, for the basic, the basics, and then, of course that's why it's called the basic operators training course. But it's it's much more. It's um, you have a number of operators, and they're going to get up there and they're going to present on not only species but ethics, uh, techniques, exclusion, and you know it just. Stephen Van Tassel is the moderator, and it's a good thing because otherwise this would be a five-day course. Um, <laughs> we, we, you know, he is constantly holding up his arm and tapping his watch because you know we we get sometimes we get a little more than the basics. So you have, I mean, I don't know the years worth of experience between, uh, you know, when it's when it's at the expo. I mean, it must be a hundred years, over a hundred years of experience right up there presenting. And it will go run the gamut. I mean, anything it gives for the somebody new coming into the industry, it gives them a jump start like you wouldn't believe. Um, it, if, if nothing else, just the operators who are presenters sharing the mistakes they've made over the years will save you so much money. Uh, you know, let's face it, we've all made those money making, money losing mistakes, and uh, We'll share them with you. Uh, the presenters, I'm one of the presenters, and it's one of the most fulfilling things I do for NOCOA. Um, you get up there and you share. Um, you know, afterwards, uh, you know, so some, some many operators will, you know, want to, hey, can I call you? Can I? And everybody says, yeah, yeah, here's my phone number, here's a card, call me. And, and they take you up on it. Uh, I get calls from guys who took it two or three years ago, still have my card and have another question. But it gives them that basic level of competency to keep from making the, the major mistakes that could either put them out of business or hurt them financially. And in conjunction with that, it gives them that jump start to get that good base where they start, start making money. And, you know, that's one thing that I see in the industry a lot. It's, this, this is, it's a business. It's an industry. And it's, um, let's face it, some guys are, you know, it's, it's about pricing. And, you know, if you take, if you do the math, when, you know, and we've all seen the post of how much people charge. And if you do the basic math on that and figure out the taxes, they're not making any money. So either they're not paying any taxes um, or, or they're living at, at, at poverty level. So, you know, that's what we're trying to get guys to understand. This is a industry. It is um, what we do is unique. It's, it's a needed service. And not everybody can do it. Uh, otherwise, if everybody wanted, you know, your customers all say, I don't know how you can do that. You know, we all hear that. And it's it's because they don't understand. They don't understand how we can do it and how we like doing it. So, you know, it's it's about the BOTC is about everything. We, we go into a little bit of a pricing structure about, you know, uh, what not to do. Uh, you know, a, a good one is Stephen Van Tassel's always harping of, Always conduct yourself on camera as if you are on camera. Because let's face it, this day and age, you probably are. And, <laughs> you know, we just all saw that video where that operator was jerking those raccoons around out there in California. We all know that that raccoon was fine from that rough handling. Uh, but what isn't fine is, is his business now. Because I understand it, they, they tore, him, tore him up on social media everywhere. So it's, you know... It's 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 a lot into the BOTC in two days, but you know if you, if you sit down and you listen, read your book, you, you'll come out with all the tools you need to make money in this industry. 
Mike, do you want to get on it? Mike, how many years of working in the industry do you think it would take to accumulate all the knowledge that you get at the basic operator class? I would say five to ten. Um, you know, that's just... Yeah, it to, really, it really is a consolidation of all the information that you need to um, be successful in the industry. It has species-specific information, the biology and the habits of each species. It goes into animal handling, euthanasia, inspection, safety, zoonotic disease, um, customer relations. It really is, and regulations as well. And so it really is. Um, kind of that jump start platform for people to, and even when you've been in the industry for five years, 10 years, there are regional differences across the country that this course can help to, help to um, educate you on um, before, you know, and, and that's stuff that you wouldn't be able to learn anywhere on the job if it's not in your region. And those those things from other regions, uh, or you know, a technique or a tool somebody else used, it might not work perfectly for your business or your business model. But a lot of times, you know, you can tweak it and make it work for you. Um, you know, if guys are talking about roof rats, well, we don't have roof rats here. I'm able to take that information from them and tweak it a little bit, maybe for flyers, um, or you know, not so much Norway's, but you know, flyers, this, that, and other. And there's just you know. The BOTC is um, is something that I think is um, I mean it's been around now. How many how many years has it been going on now, Tux? Well, it's been several. I think our first official one was we held for the state of Kentucky, and yeah. from there we went to uh, the state of Michigan. After that, and then at, at every every expo we've had uh, as well. So um, it's you know it's been around and it's been taken. Uh, we had a, we can't we are not able to disclose their name, but a major theme attraction in Florida um, actually had um, had Nicoa do the BOTC for their personnel. So it was a um, you know that uh, that myself and Stephen Van Tassel were, were there, and it was a it was a great it was an eye opener for me as well because if you knowing the way they the, their personnel have to operate. By their standards, if the state, any state, ever started making us operate like that, we'd all close our doors. So <laughs> it was, uh, you know, you can you can see different sides of it, and it's, uh, but you know, when when I went into the office of their director, uh, I was she had a few degrees up on her on her wall, and one of the most impressive things for me was what there when she, there was her certificate of completion of BOTC where she'd taken it personally and then she had all her staff, all her supervisors I think 20 uh, had to sit in there and, and take it. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, and we we got a great connection there because they have a bit of political clout and she offered that to NACOA. Anything ever comes up they need, we need some help, contact her and she'll run it by legal. So just another one of those connection things, and that was due to the BOTC. Um, one of you guys want to talk about the BAT standards? Andrea, Mike? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't jump at one. <laughs> just trying to be polite. Um, 
Andrea, why don't you go ahead and uh, describe okay. the course, and then yeah. I can, I'll, I'll add a little information. Okay, later. yeah, sure. The NACOA BAT Standards Compliant Training Course is based on a document that NACOA produced in 2011 um, that is the NACOA BAT Standards. And um, we, we created those standards in conjunction with the White Nose Symposium and scientists um, in the industry to... I think Charles mentioned it earlier, provide a step-by-step protocol for safely um, dealing with bats in structures. Um, And we have received uh, support from conservation agencies and uh, government regulatory agencies uh, for promoting this bat standards um, document. And actually, they have adopted it to... Um, incorporate in their own material. And so this one-day class, it's always offered at the Wildlife Expo. And then in addition to that, we kind of move it around the country um, whenever there's a request for it, you know, where there's a concentration of um, people who want to take it. And it has been so popular that the board is now working on creating an online version of this course that we hope to roll out early in 2016. So do you have anything else, Mike? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but um, I wanted to describe how important that course was to us here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it also kind of uh, goes along the lines of, of uh, member benefits. Uh, two years ago, uh, wildlife control operators in my state uh, received letters from the uh, Department of Agriculture who regulates pesticide applicators. And basically, it was a cease and desist letter uh, that we could no longer provide bat eviction and exclusion services without a structural pesticide applicator's license. And the problem was our current state statutes, pesticide statutes, uh, stated that uh, that the use of any device, method, or procedure in, on, or around the structure to mitigate a pest uh, required a structural pesticide applicator's license. So in essence, uh, anything we did, not just bat work, but by placing a squirrel trap or a one-way device for bats or anything on a structure, uh, in their opinion, was in violation of the structural pesticide applicator's uh, statute. So when we got those letters, our NACOA members uh, we requested a meeting with the Department of Agriculture, which they granted. Um, we probably would have never got to sit at the table if we would not have been a national trade association. Uh, when we got to the to the meeting with uh, with the regulators, um, we presented the fact that that they provide no training for wildlife control or bat control under their structural pesticide training. Um, I presented the uh, NICOA bat standards course to them. And I also presented the NACOA basic operator training course to them as examples of what we do uh, for wildlife um, without using any pesticides. And the fact that we should not be required to have a a pesticide applicator's license to perform this work. Uh, They agreed. And uh, we just accomplished it this year. We actually changed the state statutes. Uh, So wildlife control operators in our state can now perform everything that we had previously done, bat work, um, you know, any type of uh, squirrel trapping, raccoon trapping in on or around the structure. Um, so what occurred was because of NACOA's involvement, we were able to get the statute changed and pr- protect that work uh, 
specifically in any other wildlife control work in our state. Uh, they were very impressed with the BAT, the BAT standards uh, course and the basic operator training course. And just this year, they were uh, revamping their uh, vertebrate pest category training. And the NICOA basic operator training course was what they recommended be used as their training for vertebrate pests. Um, so just kind of a benefit of, of you know, a tangible benefit uh, of how NICOA's training has helped us here in our state, um, you know, get positive regulation changes for our industry. So I just wanted to add that while we were talking about those two courses. And then one we didn't mention, and I simply forgot it, I'm sorry, was the Shooting in Sensitive Environment course. Um, that's a, that's another course that's been put on by NACOA. Um, right. We just, we just presented it down in Alabama in uh, September. And it's a three three levels of training designed specifically for people in the wildlife control industry who use firearms in you know the the performance of their work. Um, and it really focuses on safety as well as um, accuracy and um, the ability mm, decision making is is part of what is taught as well in terms of balancing um, accuracy with, um, you know, whether or not the shot will be effective, whether you should take the shot or not. Um, certainly safety is a big part of it. And so we teach the level one urban marksman and the level two urban sharpshooter uh, classes back to back. And to get the certification, it's not only the classwork, but that there is a test on the, the shooting range um, that you have to uh, complete successfully to get the certification. And so that one is taught roughly once a year. And then the other one that is taught uh, once or once a year or once every other year is the Goose Academy, the Nicoa Goose Academy. Um, which is uh, led by our NACOA master instructor, Vicki Ra, who does um, the curriculum coordination for that uh, class. We didn't hold it this year, but anticipate holding it in 2016. And it really um, combines classroom training with hands-on and in-the-field um, experience uh, as well as the um, you know information about the federal uh, regulations that govern uh, goose work, and so we're looking forward to uh, presenting that again uh, in 2016. And I, I've heard good feedback on that. Uh, I'm not allowed doing goose work; Debbie forbids it. Uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's uh, but knowing uh, Vicky. And hearing others uh, talk about that that course, it is uh, always done well received. So, yeah. And so then, you know, the other thing that we've mentioned a few times but haven't really talked about at length um, coming up in January is our Wildlife Expo in Las Vegas. It's being held January 15th through the 17th uh, at the Link Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. And this is a meeting that we partner with the National Pest Management Association to uh, put on. We're really looking forward to uh, being out on the western half of the United States for the first time at this meeting. Um, the meeting is designed uh, 
it well it is the only national gathering of wildlife control operators and the suppliers to the industry um and so we have a great uh, exhibit hall trade show experience with all of the um exhibitors that come to support us and um the other thing that we do is the education program um is put together to be two different concurrent tracks. One is on the business management side of wildlife control, and the other is on the technical side of wildlife control. And so each morning we start with a general session um, at the conference. And this year we have two uh, really interesting um, general sessions. The first one on Saturday is being done by uh, Dr. Jim Parkhurst from Virginia Tech, and he is speaking on the human dimensions of wildlife damage management and talking about the challenges, the obligations, and the ethical considerations that are involved in that. And then the um, general session on the second day um, is making the case for green decontaminants and full remediation. And this is in partnership with MD Wellness, which if you remember is the company that that um, is sponsoring our new uh, residential enclosed space decontamination standards program. And so it'll kind of be the rollout of that program um, to the entire group of people uh, collected there. And then in addition to that, we have sessions on many different uh, specific species. Uh, we're, we're doing striped skunks. We're doing uh, unique pest rodents of the southwest. We're working on non-lethal bird control methods. Um, we have a session on the control of burrowing animals. Um, we have a bat uh, session. And then um, the business management side of things, we have uh, Norm Cooper is talking on succession planning in the industry. Um, we have a session on um, really kind of taking advantage of all the different business tools that are available um, to business owners. You know, so many of uh, our members work out of their truck and they don't really have a physical office. And so um, that session will kind of um, hit on all the great uh, opportunities that we have uh, to use technology. Uh, Mike Tucker is actually going to be speaking on the benefits of ele electronic trap monitoring, um, and he's working uh, in conjunction with New Frequency to do that uh, session. And let's see, we have, oh, uh, developing a respiratory protection program, um, you know, with the different uh, worker protection standards and OSHA always breathing down our necks, it's important to uh, get that safety information out there. Um, and then we also have a good um, talk on warrantying wildlife exclusion work that you do, um, which types of exclusion work you should warranty, which, which type you shouldn't, that sort of thing. And then we have uh, Michael Buran coming in and talking to us about adding pest control to your wildlife control business and his contention is that it is worth the trouble that you go through to do that. And so um, that's kind of a, a different spin on, on um, you know, the value added uh, businesses. 
Um, and probably one of our most popular um, sessions will be the Exclusion Power Hour is what we're calling it. Charles Holt is going to be moderating that session, and we have um, four other wildlife control operators um, speaking specifically about exclusion um, methods that they're using. And we anticipate that being a, a very well-received um, session. Yeah, that, that one might run long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's and at it, the end of the day, so if it needs to run long, it can. Yeah, and then, you know, usually just from past, anything exclusion like that, you get Jordan in there and some others, and it'll be standing room only. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because let's face it, exclusion's where the money is, and it's uh, something that we, we're going on. Now, as far, I know in the in the past there's been some um, some people who've had a problem with NACOA partnering with the MPMA uh, on this, but you know the whole story isn't known there. The MPMA had their own wildlife event yearly. Uh, I had actually attended it once. Um, I think me and Mike attended together in uh, Indianapolis. Yes. Yep. So uh, you know they they'd had one for years. Um, so when NACOA went out and did their, the Wildlife Expo, we did it alone, and the first one was in New Orleans. And, of course, we invited the NPMA to have a booth there. And at the end of that expo, uh, they approached us about joining, uh, combining the two events. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a partnership, uh, but I can tell you when it comes down to topics, things like that, um, you know, it's NACOA does a lot of the work uh, getting getting that part of it together. Uh, Andrea, myself, uh, some MPMA members, but a number of NACOA members, and we work all year long. It seems like trying to. That's why I put these posts out. If you have any topics, if you have any, uh, if you want to be a speaker, uh, you have a topic that you're passionate about, uh, contact us. Let us know. Uh, we want to start planning these, you know, years in advance, and that gives us enough time to, uh, you know, get everything together and, and get the, get the, the information out in a timely manner. Yep. And it's, uh, it's, you know, that's, it's a challenge. It really is. Uh, but one that, uh, that I think we handle quite well. Uh, I always worry about it, but it, it always comes through and uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great, the expo is just, uh, it recharges your batteries. I mean, we do this all, all we're out there catching wildlife, climbing ladders, Everybody needs a couple days off, and you know it's uh, you know Las Vegas. That's a heck of a uh, a town to have a I have a meeting at because uh, there's so much to do after the meeting. Uh, a good little uh, working vacation, so to speak. But I guarantee you, anybody who attends the expo, you will come back with more ideas that you want to implement than you will have time to implement. Mm-hmm. You, will, you will have spring in your step. I mean, it's you know it's a slow time of the year. You'll come back and, you know, begging for the phone to ring, ring more so you can do more of these things that you've learned at the expo. And whether that's sitting in, you know, uh, an actual uh, one of the on one of the topics that you want to implement or just something you've picked up having a beer with a couple other operators, uh, the hallway communication, the communication at the during during the banquet, which we're not having this year. Uh, we're having a, we're, we're having a dinner, though, right? Yeah, we're having a dinner and and okay. award ceremony. Okay, yeah. Um, and you know the other thing I would mention is that this is also when NACOA holds their annual membership meeting. 
Um, and so it's a great opportunity to get face-to-face with the board and the staff that run the association um, to ask questions. You know, when uh, during that meeting we um, announce the election results, um, sometimes there are matters that are put before the uh, membership to vote on. Um, and so it really is kind of that annual check-in um, on the official business of the association. And so it's a great opportunity, I think, to see how the association operates um, and that sort of thing. You know, I would say this about the partnership between NACOA and NPMA when it comes to putting this meeting on, is that the two organizations really divide the work up according to their expertise. And so NACOA really takes the lead on the programming and, you know, putting together the the topics that matter to our members, um, that are interesting, um, that are pertinent and valuable to the businesses that they run. And then what NPMA brings to the table is they have a full staff to do all the other things that are involved in operating a meeting. You know, they have a whole meeting department that um, takes care of the logistics with the hotel. They have a graphic design department that take care of the logistics of uh, producing the promotional material. And so if you think about, NACOA has two not even full-time staff members. And so this is when NPMA comes in and really lends us the manpower to put on a very polished and um, valuable meeting. Yes, and you know, in no way was I uh, trying to insinuate they weren't doing a, enough work. Cause they oh, no, do. not at all, not at all. And, I think it's they, important to see see yeah. um, where the distinction is, though. Yeah, and they do a lot of the stuff that, you know, we, we really, can't, like you said, we can't do. And then their buying power uh, really helps, you know. Uh, they, you know, they've they've got Pest World, and that just shows, uh, you know, that really helps us with you know different rates on the hotels. Oh yeah. Case. Uh, anybody, you know, it's uh, when we put on the first one, it was like pulling teeth. It was a lot of work among volunteer board members. Uh, Jason Rager, uh, bless him, he took on the a lot of that burden, uh, but it was um, it it was it was taken care of the first one. But, you know, some of the little things you don't realize about putting on one of these meetings, you know, $20 pots of coffee. Um, if, 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 oh, if it's, are you kidding? It, In Las it, Vegas, it's $85 a gallon. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, they negotiate all those things and try to get, get absolutely yep. the best rate. And it's uh, – everybody thinks, you know, you, you make a, a ton of money. Uh, the, you have to – as a nonprofit, we can put it on and break even. Uh, you know that's that's what we have to do for for our membership. It's part of being a nonprofit trade association. Break even is good, but if you can bring money in to further the NACOA's mission statement, that is that is goal there. That is that is yep. the key. And it's uh, you know so if having people that can get you better room rates, uh, safety, uh, you know even five dollars on a gallon would be would be a blessing. Uh, <laughs> a lot of coffee gets drank at these at these meetings. So it's, uh, you know, the expo is something I look forward to every year. Uh, I come back every year and feel like it's my first year in the industry. That gung-ho, let's go out here and and make some money feeling that we all know and we get, but it's nice to get that recharge, Um, you know, especially after a bad bat season. Uh, Then we come into squirrel season, 
And then, you know, January is, you know, you've got some business, but it's sort of slower for most of the country where you can get a couple days to get out there. And I guarantee you, anybody who attends, if you become active, if you engage um, and, and, you know, have an open mind when you, when you listen to different speakers or, or you're talking to other operators and you're willing to implement these ideas and try them, you're going to come back from the expo and you're going to make you, the money you spend on the expo is going to be nothing compared to the money that you're going to bring in. Would you agree, Mike? I would agree 100%. And it, uh, it's proven itself time and time again for me. And uh, you've described it quite well, Charles. I feel exactly the same way every year when I, when I get home, I'm, uh, my, my brain is spinning on the airplane ride home about uh, things I'm going to change, <laughs> new things I'm going to do. It's uh, uh, a great experience. And Mike, how long have you been doing this? Well, as far as well, wildlife control, I started in 1986. And, no, uh, there were not a lot of training opportunities available back then. Actually, there was none. <laughs> you know, so I greatly appreciate uh, these annual events. You know, so with that's, you know, a lot of people, the thing that really, you know, burns me up is I hear our operators say, oh, you can't teach me anything new. And I, I've been doing this for X amount of years. And, you know, what's some new guy going to teach me? You can have a guy there. It's his second, first year in, in the industry, but he came from somewhere else. Maybe he, he, had, he has a marketing background and maybe he won't teach you a better way to catch a skunk, but you sit down and talk to him for five minutes and he has a better way for you to market your business. And it's just that, you know, I know we've harped on it, but it's that exchange of ideas. But you yeah. have to open your mind. You really have to open your mind. You can't come to, you know, I always like it to, the, you know, joining the COA and not being active is like buying a Yellow Page ad and not answering your phone. It's a um, good analogy. You join the <laughs> COA, become, be, become active, engage. And, you know, it's, there's different groups. So, you know, I, I try to high, 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 and, you know, but, you know, you'll, you'll see different little groupings, and the groupings will change, and everybody's, you know, goes out at, at night in different groups, and it's just, uh, I mean, it, it's a great time. You're going to learn a lot at the expo. You're going to relax a little bit, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it, you're going to make money if you incorporate the ideas you learn there and have an open mind. You're going to make money when you come back. The expo is going to pay for itself time and time and time again. I am almost speechless. I have like nothing on my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one, the the final thought I think I would leave you with is um, if there's any question in your mind whether or not you want to join NACOA, give the office a call. We can certainly spend however much time you want to answering your questions, um, giving you information. We can even hook you up with a current member who might be able to give you some more insight. But it's only the cost of a phone call to gather more information, and we are happy to talk to you about all the benefits that we have. And I would even go as far to say, if you don't, if you don't join, you can't find out. You can't figure out what it is that we can offer. So. So join. What is what do you have to lose? And it's, so, uh, it's, it's an amazing group of uh, of, of members. Uh, I mean, we've said it, just the sharing. I mean, these these guys will tell you A to Z what to do to make more money. Yeah. And I think that's what we all have to look at is 
you know, this is this is an investment in oneself and one's business, and it's uh, it's it's one of the best investments I've ever made. Um, there's no way I would ever not be a member. It is just that important to me. Now, another thing that a lot of guys don't do is uh, we've heard this before. Well, nobody knows what NACOA is. Well, they're right. My my typical customer does not know what NACOA is unless they've read my my blogs or something like that. But when we get a call, we're we're promoting our membership to our clients. Mm-hmm. We are promoting our training. We are promoting you know membership, the different certificates, the CWC uh, P program. Promote we promote all that to prospective clients. And you know one of the questions you hear is how do I separate myself from my competitors? Well, if your competitors aren't NACOA members and you go and get the training. Uh, Scott er, uh, Scott, I can't pronounce his last name up there in Michigan. He's a member. Uh, Scott Ernst, I believe. Uh, you know, he, you know, I know he's done that. And uh, you know, it's uh, and a lot of guys do. If you start promoting it and separate yourself from your competitors, it, you know, it, it pays dividends. Uh, we charge more than a lot of our competitors, and we get calls back all the time. You know, well, let me check around, and they'll call back and say, "You guys are more expensive, but we're going with you." So that's a Nicole member's benefit. You know, if you if you get the training, you you can you know certified. You're certified training, and it's uh it, it pays dividends. It pays for itself. Um, it's something we promote it to every client. Um, do you have any like sister groups? I I know back in the day, and I could be misturned on this, but like Madka from Michigan. We do um uh the Virginia Wildlife Damage Management Association is um an affiliate organization of NACOA and I know in the past there were other state associations that were affiliates. We did have to um at some point I'm not was it five years ago or maybe seven years ago we had to disband that affiliate program um but have restructured it and are open to um you know, redeveloping those uh, affiliation memberships. And, and the, the problem was there is uh, they, they were chap- – it was a chapter program, and after checking with the lawyer, the non-compliancy, they had to comply with NACOA, and we had no compliance. So I, as general organizer, I asked for compliance, I asked for compliance, and on legal uh, recommendations, we had to disband the charters for not – being compliant and working under our nonprofit umbrella. Uh, That's a major issue. Uh, Now, I am no this will be my last term as general organizer, but my first job here uh, afterwards is to start an affiliate program here in the state of Ohio. And, you know, with as far as uh, Greg Shoemaker uh, was always involved with MAGCA up there. Um, any state association who wants to affiliate with us, we've streamlined the process. It's pretty straightforward, and it's all compliant, uh, which is the big thing. Be- the compliancy uh, when you're dealing with the IRS is something that has to be done for a nonprofit. Yeah, uh, and we've we- structured it differently this time so that the money stays separate. Uh, NACOA does not manage um, the affiliate organization's monies in any way. Um, it's it's a, it's in a different 
it's it's just structured differently through the IRS. Yeah, which had to be. You know, it's uh, yeah. NOCOA cannot act as a bank for anyone. Right. And and to do so, put our nonprofit status in jeopardy. Right. And I know, and you know, we all know this. You know, both both you guys know the the backstories on that and the gnashing of teeth. But the the plain and simple answer is we had no choice based on legal advice from Nicoa's lawyer and to keep our nonprofit status. And that's what had to be done, period. Uh, whatever has been said that, oh, it was, it could be done, it couldn't, you can never, it, 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 that is absolutely incorrect. It was, we, we followed legal advice to, to protect the nonprofit status, period. Yeah. Okay. We're in a little over an hour. Um, do you have any other uh, things you want to point out? <laughs> I I just say join. Uh, you know, like Andrea said, if if you if you're not a member, you don't know what's going on. You know, there's a lot of this, that, or the other out there. Uh, join, uh, become engaged, um, get on a committee. Uh, people say, well, you know, nobody's listening to what. Well, if you're not a, get on a committee, ha- have input. You know, you don't have to be a board member to be on a committee. Any NACOA member can join any committee they want, and you know, lend insight. You know. Um, start a state uh, uh, affiliate, you know, uh, or if you have a state association, go go to your meeting and get them to affiliate. Um, you know, it's it's not binding. We're not you're not there forever. You can, if you decide to you don't it's not for your state association, uh, disengage. But what I think you'll see is that Natoa is going forward. Uh, we're going to continue to go forward, and it's going to uh, we're going to help protect uh, the industry. Uh, you know, I I want my grandson to be able to you know he might not work in the business but i want him to get a paycheck from this business you know um you know i you know it's for the long term and you know i think nicoa is out to protect our industry for the long term not the short you know make money and be gone next year nicoa is here to protect the industry for all of us and our children and grandchildren uh mike you got anything no i would just uh, echo exactly what you said and um you know, personally for me, it, uh, Nicole was probably one of the best, joining Nicole was probably one of the best business decisions I've ever made and one of the best personal decisions I've ever made. And um, I'd, I'd like to see the uh, the association continue moving forward. Andrea, you done? I don't, I don't work out in the field, but I have to say that this is the nicest group of people that I work with. They... To each other, they're so giving of their uh, knowledge and their experience um, that I just don't know why you wouldn't want to join. And and thanks, too, for this opportunity to kind of uh, carry our banner and toot our own horn because I think this is um, important to to let all the people out there know what we can offer. No, not a problem. Well, we're actually going to be promoting this on our own Facebook groups and everything else, <laughs> all over the internet. <laughs> well, we thank you, Will, and thank you, Kevin. It was uh, a great opportunity. I, I want to echo that sentiment. Hey, it's yes, been a pleasure, thanks. guys. <laughs> thank you all very right. much. Greatly appreciate it. Well, I'll let you everybody get back to their busy work days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks uh, much. Thank yes, you very much. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.